All right, all right. What's crapping in y'all? <laughs> As if I don't know. Oh, man. The inauguration of sliding Biden. Mm, Count Snippula himself. Uh, well, anyway, y'all, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I've been, you know, I, I don't want to do an I told you so thing, but I've been trying to warn conservatives and, and, and Christians like, hey, there's certain things that y'all might not want to do. Uh, that's going to help along this process, you know, so we got hit with y'all, you know, we got hit with a little bit of a tortoise in the hair uh, dynamic and uh, got cocky, prideful and all that sort of stuff. And uh, but it is what it is. It's done right now. Uh, I want to address some more stuff uh, that particularly uh, Christians are giving over to still giving over to that. I've been trying to warn them about for a long time, but they're still doing it. And they might want to stop doing things like this, man. I keep hearing uh pastors talk about god is neither an american and he's not a republican and he's not a democrat and he's above our politics and it's like okay okay i can't stand that solicitation of applause that that applause line that 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 applause line that just it stokes the uh the self-righteousness of the congregation I can, and, and they and i hope these pastors can understand this especially if they're more of the conservative persuasion i really hope that they can understand that the ones who really love it when they say that the ones who really love it when they say when they say that god is not about politics and god is not an american and god is not a republican or the, the ones who really love that are the democrats and that should be a red flag for y'all man it's like the democrats are the ones who really love it when you say that right so let's start with the with God, and I talk about this more, y'all, in my in my audio book, A Solid Right Cross. I hope you pick it up. Uh, y'all could really use that culture work coaching, man. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to recap again, man. Let's let's start with, with God not being an American. Uh, duh, yeah, we, we know that God's not an American, right? But here's the thing. In this self-righteous solicitation of approval from the congregation, when they say this, these are the same people who turn around and say the problem with America is that America is becoming a godless country. And we keep trying to live and we keep trying to leave God out of everything. And we've taken prayer out of school. And then it's, it's like, OK, meanwhile, these people up there trying to make themselves look all puffed up by trying to disassociate God with America. Yeah, we know that God's not an American. Yeah, we know that. All right. So but but the thing is, is you might want to still make sure that folks under I mean, you might want to follow through with that by letting people know that this is a country that was founded to recognize the God given rights of man. We want to make sure that the, uh, the, the gratitude of America is, is, is stoked. I mean, because the thing is, the, the, the big problem with America is pride. But we're always stoking American pride. Right. And, and we're given over to this idea that pride, there's nothing wrong with it. Pride is a good thing. Y'all, please keep in mind that you, that you, the, most of the country is taught by Democrats. They run the school systems. Pride is, is, is constantly inundated. Right. Meanwhile, the, the nation is terribly insecure. Why? Because pride and insecurity are two sides of the same flipping coin. Right. But we're given over to look at the schools that you grew up in. School pride. Your, your school colors, your school team and all that sort of stuff. Pride, pride, pride. It's always instilled, right? I mean, it shouldn't even stay instilled. It's just something we're, cur we're cursed with. But it's always being stoked there. So pride on all different levels, all the way up to national pride. We have a sick case of it. We have a sick case of national pride, right? And a sick case of national insecurity at the same time. Because pride and insecurity are two sides of the same coin. But we don't have a strong sense. We don't have a strong sense of national gratitude. 
We're not grateful Americans. We're prideful Americans. That's our problem. And no, God don't have anything to do with that. But if we can get back, if we can understand being grateful for a country that was founded to recognize the God-given rights of man, God is cool with that. And that's where we want to make sure that we keep God associated. Matter of fact, not just associated, but God being uh, uh, the governor, the true governor of this country, this nation that, that, that we're under, you know, under his uh, governorship. And the, and the people that we elect are, elect are supposed to maintain the rights that he authored, codified in our Constitution. Right. Ultimately, of course, codified in the Bible itself. But in, in terms of, you know, uh, uh you know, a society living together <clears throat> where we're not under a theocracy because God doesn't like a theocracy either. He wants us to love him by choice, not by law. Right. So in this constitution that we have in uh, our American Republic, you know, pastors shouldn't be so quick to try to appease people who have uh, this beef with America or they're disappointed with America or disenchanted or whichever. That's not the fault of what America was founded on. That's just the fault of deviant people. Right. We need to stop laying that on people. America is, is, is a wonderful place. It was, was founded on a wonderful idea. It was founded on a wonderful truth. Not just a wonderful, but the wonderful truth. All men created equal, endowed by our creator with certain in the name of the Lord. Not just certain as in, oh, these certain things. I'm talking about certain as in absolute. This is a straight up truth, right? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. These, these, these rights, they come from God. They, you, you can't mess with those. This country was founded on that, right? So to try to keep disassociating God with that is 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 counter it's it's I don't want to say foolishness, but hey, look around you, look what's happening. You can't be like that and, and talk about how you're so disappointed with this country and trying to remove God from it. Talk about God's not an American. He's not. It's like you know, and then complain about how God is left out of the process, and then and 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 then be so um, butthurt about what's happening to our country. So I really wish pastors would stop doing that. Stop making these puffed up self-righteous statements about how God is not an American. Well, we, we know that, but you might wanna involve God in the process of America as much as you can. You might wanna follow up with that statement by making sure that people are grateful to God for America and use America and the freedoms that we have to bless God and be grateful to him so we can uh, uh, be a better nation. You might wanna do that, but I don't see pastors doing that, right? Forgive me if there are pastors doing that. God speak to you. I'm with you. Um, next thing, God not being a Democrat. Well, we know that too. Okay. God, to be a Democrat, y'all, Democrat is basically when we're talking about what's popular, right? That's, you know, the, when you're getting down to the fundamentals of, 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 of democracy, when you talk about being a Democrat, you're getting down to what's popular, especially what's popular according to what seems right to man and what man desires, right? Y'all, God ain't about our carnal desires. God ain't about what we feel entitled to. God ain't about having us vote on what he says goes, right? It's like God ain't about, hey, let's have a democracy. No, no, God doesn't do that, all right? Ultimately, when, when, when God rules and he rules by his iron scepter, it ain't gonna be like we're gonna have a vote to choose what we feel entitled to, what we think is right or what we think is right. It's his way, period. So no, God ain't no Democrat, right? His laws are fixed and they are set. Does God have us pick a, a, a governorship? Yes, he does, right? Just like Jethro told Moses, hey man, this is what you need to do. This is prophetic word from God. You need to select leaders of hundreds, of fifties and, and, and thousands. You need to do that, right? And it's not their job to go in there and legislate per se. Their job is to make sure that the law of God is maintained, to make sure that when you step out of the statutes of God, you are gonna have a problem, 
right? That's what it was for. It wasn't to go in and say, well, I don't like this law that like Democrats do. Democrats, they look at the law of God and they're, they're like, I don't think that God should be should be the final authority on this. We want to be. It's power to the people, power to the speak to truth to power. Who you think they're cursing at when they talk about speaking truth to power It's God. Because in their democracy, they think that they have the power to overwrite what God says is law. That's what they want to do with their democracy. That's how it always turns out. What seems right to a man is what, and what he feels that he should be able to impose onto another because he or she feels entitled to it. That's what a democracy does. As the saying is, uh, democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding on who's going to be dinner, right? So that's what you end up with this democracy. And no, God ain't no Democrat. So he's definitely not a Democrat. He ain't interested in, in what we think is right or wrong because he knows it leads to oppression and murder. That's what we end up voting for, right? Now, in terms of God being um, above politics, right? God ain't above politics. God is the first policy writer, right? What do you think the tree in the garden of good and evil was? That's a policy, right? This is my policy, Adam. This is what you get. You get all this. You get all this right here. My policy is that this tree right here, you don't, you don't eat from it. That's my policy. You don't eat from this, you live forever. Everything's going to be good, man. Everything's going to be super fantastic. This is your job, right? You have a, uh, you got a, a garden to tend to. You got animals to tend to. And you are also going to be a military leader, right? Your job is to subdue the earth. This is your job, right? So, and my policy in you doing this job is this. So, and then enter the devil. The devil who comes in and decides that he's going to uh, challenge God's policy, right? He's going to be like fake news and he's going to twist up what God's policy is right now. Adam has a choice on what he's going to go with the policy of God or Satan's interpretation of God's policy, his interpretation of God's policy. Guess what that is y'all. When you have that choice, that's politics, right? And you need to learn these fundamentals from the word of God himself, instead of trying to assume that you are holier than, than politics and set God, God above politics. You might want to involve him from it instead of trying to remove him from it so much. That's what our problem is. You take God in there with you and the church ain't doing that because the church is made to feel like it's more holy than being political. I don't like politics myself. I don't like it, but you know what I do like? I love God and I love the freedom that he blessed us with. And, and, and God is not going to be pleased when we sit back and let our freedoms get voted away that he blessed us with. You want to stand before God with that? That ain't smart, man. And that's what the church is doing. Giving over to this self-righteous nonsense, thinking that God is removed from our politics and God is removed from our country. When these are the ones who are boasting for it. God is above America and he's above politics and God's not an American and he's not political. And, and by doing that, you wonder why your vote don't mean nothing. The church is encouraged to be impotent. You get, they, see, I, they don't know what to do. The ecclesia is, is, is just stagnant. It, don't know, it doesn't know what to do. She's got these pastors, these so-called pastors, just basically blowing out a bunch of self-righteousness. They don't do nothing. It's useless. And they're wondering why the goddess are gaining more power and churches are being made to close down and churches are getting sued. So, you know, you might, might, might want to consider these things. Now about God not being a Republican. It ain't about God being a Republican. You might want to start taking the scriptures and making the correlation. Right. Of course, the Republican Party's got a problem. You know why? Because we people what, what the Republican Party was founded on ain't godless. It is squares up more so with the Constitution and the word of God. 
than anything else. The problem that we have with the Republican Party is deviance. Of course, people can't tell Republicans and Democrats uh, from each other anymore. But it ain't because Democrats are acting like Republicans. It's because Republicans are acting like Democrats. That's the problem of people. We can say the same thing about Christians, right? I'm just going to stop being a Christian because I'm like, no, why would you do that, right? I ain't going to stop following Jesus because a lot of Christians are messed up. I'm messed up too, right? But as far as being a Republican, it's like all these people... I'm leaving the Republican Party. The Republican Party doesn't have any integrity and all that sort of stuff. Oh, well, let me get this straight. So the people who are leaving the Republican Party are the ones with all the integrity. Okay, so you're going to leave with your integrity. You're leaving and then wonder why the Republican Party doesn't have any integrity. Well, I guess because all the people who's got integrity keep leaving it, leaving the Republican Party without any integrity. Sitting up there talking about, they're gonna take, we're going to take the country back. We're going to take the country back. You can't even take your own party back, right? It's illogical. So, and, and the reason why, the, it's not because of the fault of so much uh, this lack of integrity that's in the Republican Party, it's, it's too much pride. That's what it is. It's too much pride and too much confidence in your own intellect and you think that you can solve this without the counsel of God, right? And too many of y'all made Trump your savior in the first place, forgetting that the country's already been saved. Trump couldn't save the country. Not because the country's not saved, but it's already been saved. The problem is that we don't use the gratitude that we have of America to report of the salvation of God and let folks know how grateful you are to that and grateful to be in a country that acknowledges that. No, we keep going out there with our American pride. It's kind of hard, you know, pride, you know, when you pride goes before destruction, y'all. I don't know why conservatives and, and Christians don't think that applies to them, right? Well, it's okay for us to be proud. We can be proud of our country and stuff like that. God's not talking about us. It's anybody else who has pride. That's anybody else. It's not us, right? So as far as being a Republican, a Republican goes, y'all, y'all, we live in a constitutional republic. Instead of it's not about God not being a Republican, but you want to make sure that you make the correlation. If not, you're just going to have a church body that don't know what to do. Right. If a person is going to be a Democrat, they have already sided with a party that is innately at odds with God. It is innately rebellious to the Constitution. They are the rebels that, the, that God is talking about. They are the rebels that the Constitution is talking about. They are at a, the, the Democrats have been trying to destroy the, the Republic since the 1800s, right? They went to war as the Confederacy. Democrats went to war with the Confederacy, uh, as the Confederacy against the US Constitution. Then they're still at war with the Constitution now. They are rebels, right? It's, 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 it's the disposition. It is, the, it, is the, uh, it is just what Democrats are, right? So I get tired of people. So I just vote for the better person. It's like, look, if you're voting for a person who runs as a Democrat, you're voting for a person who's in a party that is innately at odds with God. Republican is the opposite. It's friendly to the Constitution. It's friendly to the word of God. The problem that we have in the Republican Party are deviants. A lot of people who in the Republican Party who don't really even know what it is to be a Republican. Want to know why? Because a lot of them are taught in public schools run by Democrats. They go off to these colleges run by Democrats. What do you expect? That's not the fault of being of, of Republicanism. That's just the fault of people. That's just the fault of not having a solid foundation. So, yeah, you've got millions of people educated in these public schools run by Democrats. Pretty much everything is run by Democrats, y'all. The TV shows you watch, the radio uh, uh, shows that you listen to, the education system, everywhere. Democrats are in everything, and they're inundating the public with their worldview. And they get in, y'all. Trust me, they get in. The devil got into the garden of God. They get in, right? They'll get into your head. So, you know, with that, you know, you have these uh, people who can't tell the difference between the two. That's not the fault of being a Republican. 
and you got these people out there, you pastors and stuff like that, it's discouraging people from Republicanism instead of actually explaining what it is, what it was founded on, instead of making the distinction between the, the, the iniquities of people and a principle, two totally different things. And this is why the church is ineffective and doesn't know what to do. This is why your vote don't just you want to try to blame uh, uh, judicial activism and you want to blame these liberals and doing all this cheating and stuff like that. It ain't all that. It ain't all them. It's a lot of it. Yeah. But when you have a church that really doesn't know what to do because they're not being directed and they're just being motivated to be angry rather than motivated to know what to do with the counsel of God, then, of course, you're going to have this problem. We live in a constitutional republic. y'all. We have a cons we have a, a constitution this paper. Right. And this paper is supposed to be uh, represented, right? We're supposed to have officials out there that are supposed to keep the law, make sure that people are, are and, and maintain this is what the law is. This is and, and all and this constitution is the supreme law of the land to make sure that people's rights are not infringed on. That's what we got, right? So we don't elect kings or anything like that to represent uh, the law of the land, right? We got our executive, we got our legislator, we got and we got our, our, our judiciary. Right. Rather than putting all that into one person. And these people are, are given the job to make sure that this con this constitution is maintained, reflecting our God given rights. That's what we got. Right now, in this in this constitutional republic, we have representatives. Right. These representatives are going at different levels to make sure uh, uh, that that our rights are maintained and that we're not doing things that are going to infringe on upon other people's rights. Right. It ain't about going in there and making all these laws and stuff like that to try to appease people. Right. We've made it way too complicated. All that to say is this, y'all. As Christians, we understand that we have a constitution. Our constitution is God himself. Right. The Lord Jesus. He is a living, breathing constitution. Liberals love that. Right. Right. They love that. The living constitution. But even in, in, in this, Yeshua still acknowledges himself as a stone. My law is written in stone, baby. It don't move. So neither way, you can't come in and try to say that the law changes. I, Yeshua, the chief cornerstone, as stone, my law is fixed. And as flesh and blood, my law is fixed. And as the alpha and omega, my law is fixed. My word does not pass away. Your earth and heaven will pass away. My word doesn't. So I'm here to tell you in the flesh that my word don't change. My law don't change. So now, that being said, Yeshua is himself a constitution. As Christians, we are under the rule of law. We're under the rule of his law. We are under the rule of Yeshua, who is our constitution, our eternal constitution. That's who he is. And not only that, in this republic, we have representatives. Well, Yeshua is our representative. He's our highest representative. So in all that, you have this constitution. We're under the rule of law as in a republic. And he's our representative. What does that look like? Guess what that looks like? That looks like republicanism. And you want to disassociate Yeshua with that? Why would you do that? It isn't about trying to make Jesus a Republican. You just might want to make the correlation at least so people have an idea of where they're going. Jesus definitely ain't no Democrat because he ain't going to take our vote for us to vote for what our selfishness is. He ain't going to do that. What do you think is right? Well, I think that we should do this and we should do that. And, and it's just like, man, I, that ain't that don't square my statutes at all. I'm sorry. Your vote don't count. <laughs> right. Your vote don't count. Now, let's get that because, yeah, of course, he being our king, it's a monarchy. Right. He's our king. It's a monarchy. He is he is the, uh, the judgeship. He is the legislator. He is uh, the executive. 
right? He is the, uh, the, the final authority. He's the final word on all of these things, right? He, but, and he is our constitution. But next to that, the closest thing to it is still he is the law and we're under his rule, right? And he is our highest representative. That reflects Republicanism. And I don't think it's wise for these pastors to get out there and not make the correlation. This is one of the reasons why the church has been so ineffective. All right. So anyway, y'all, I just thought I would share that with you. I hope you got something useful out of it. Hey, <laughs> share it with your <laughs> share, share it with your uh, with your uh, with your congregation. Y'all share it with your church friends. You know, um, if you've heard your pastor say something to the effect of what I'm talking about, by all means, please share this video with them. Um, you know, if we're going to talk about being bold, <laughs> see if we can. I challenge anybody to share this. I talked about it for like people don't share it. I talk, I've talked, they typically don't share it. Cause I talked about this for a long time and I, I find I got to talk about it again because the church is going to do it again. It's happening. I've been warning y'all. I've been warning y'all. And um, you know, they just keep on doing it and they wonder why the country is going the way that it's going. Right. I'm not saying that I got all the answers y'all, but I see people repeating the same patterns and it's not effective. It, it doesn't work. They do the exact opposite, you know? So uh, at any rate, y'all, the Lord's blessings to y'all. Uh, we need his, uh, we always, I don't, I'm not even going to say now more than, more than ever through good times and bad. It don't matter. Yeshua, we need your counsel to do, to do good when seasons are good to do good when seasons are bad. It doesn't matter. We always need him, right? We need Yeshua, our true const, uh, constitution, the one that we pledge our eternal allegiance to, right? All right, y'all blessings. And we'll talk again soon.